Welcome to the Music Teachers Expand online podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 296. Today on the podcast, I am doing a audio blog. Um, And basically what an audio blog is, is it's just an ongoing thought process. I'm kind of taking a step back and looking at the industry or looking at trends or just, you know, providing my insight and my observations. And um, hopefully we'll have a conversation about this. So today I wanted to talk about the future of online group music education. Imagine that because that's really what I talk about a lot. And um, I think that we are at a crossroads in the online education space as a whole and the online music education space specifically because the entire online space is at a crossroads. As we came out of the pandemic, there has been so much uncertainty with a lot of things and everybody seems to have kind of decided to go back to what they were doing before. Your students are going back to what they did before. Your peers are going back to what they did before. And technology and software services have been doing and are continuing to do what they did before, which is to iterate and to keep creating new products or new, um, not new products necessarily, but yeah, there's a lot of new products out there, but making the products better and better, more efficient, being able to do more, more streamlined, um, having more um, functionality, being easier to use and all sorts of things. And what's happened is that it's become harder. It's become harder to utilize the software that is designed to benefit your business. I mean, let's just use a couple of examples that I use regularly. Okay. So Thinkific. Thinkific has their free plan. And on the free plan, you can sell one course. You can create one course. You can um, have a sales page. You can connect it to payments. You can deliver that course. And it works. Then you want to create a second course. And you have to upgrade, which actually is a good thing because if you're making money, you should be paying for the software that's helping you make money so that you can make more money. But what happens is as you upgrade, you not only get access to being able to sell more courses, you also get access to more, um, what is it? More lesson types. So, you know, you can add quizzes and you can add all sorts of assignments and a lot of other bells and whistles into your course. And you can add drip schedules and you can add multiple payment levels and, and, and. And that's only going from the free level to the first level. It adds a whole lot of additional complexity, which makes the software one, more functional and more usable, but also harder to get up to speed. So it becomes a barrier. People are like, well, 
maybe I should look for something newer that doesn't have as many features. And that's kind of what's happening is that the software is getting better, which makes people feel a little resistant to using it because they're not necessarily going to be using it to the level that they're paying for. And that's actually a really tough decision. Do I use the software at the free level and use it to the fullest extent? Or do I pay for the software and use only 40% of what I'm paying for? And how this affects you and how this is changing the music education space is that we have a lot of level one courses. People are happy to create their basic course. And when it gets to creating the next course and the next course, it becomes harder. And I keep saying and. Hmm, that's an interesting observation. I, I mean, I'm not editing that out or anything, but that's, uh, that's definitely interesting. I'm going to have to take note of that. The other um, software that I was going to use as an example here is ConvertKit. And I, there are other softwares that I could use and ones that are created specifically for the mu music education space, like Musi and Fonz and things like that. I could definitely talk about those as well. But I'm going to use these mainstream topics because those are the ones that the circles that I run in in the business uh, space are really talking a lot about just like, are these software getting too big? So with ConvertKit, they added a whole um, creator library and a creator network where creators can do more on the network, more with other people who are using ConvertKit. And to be honest, I don't see why that even is a thing. It hasn't made sense to me whatsoever. I have not tried it. And I'm good with saying that you don't need to try it. So there's that side of things too, is that, you know, maybe a software is going down the direction of something that doesn't make sense to you. And so you're like, okay, well, if they go down the direction of something that I don't need and I'm never going to use, what's next? Are they going to continue to add other things that I'm never going to need, I'm never going to want, I'm never going to use and diminish the product that I sought them out for. So there's that resistance that's coming up as well. So that's the software side of things. And then there's the online education side of things where students and teachers are looking for more connection, more time to interact and engage and get a little bit more of that um, direct connection back. So this is happening all over the online education space, not specifically in music education. But I think that music education is actually at the forefront of this. I've talked about this for a couple of years that in addition to what you teach in your course, there has to be feedback loops. There has to be connection points. There has to be an opportunity for a student to actually get their teacher's insight. 
And that's a trend that's happening in the online education space. So we are in a really great place with respect to music education because that's something that we have been doing, especially when you have um, teacher access as an add-on or built right into your programs. But some people are looking to go from group back to private And their online teachers are the ones that they are seeking out for private education. I was just looking at, I think it was Instagram, where someone was talking about their private studio is completely full because of their online course. And so we're having this reverse trend. We used to have people go from working with us privately to taking an online course and then not offering any private services anymore to now having an online course as the gateway and the entry point into private um, lessons and private instruction, which I think is really pretty amazing because it becomes an ascension model. So your first level is a free piece of content or your social media or whatever you have in your newsletter. And then you go from that into a low priced product where there's no access to you as a teacher. And then you go into a mid tier product where there is some access to you as a teacher, but all of these are one to many products. And then you go from that one to many product where there's some access to you to a one to many product where there is a lot of access to you or to a one on one product service offer that obviously is full access um, within the confines of whatever the structure is, whether it's lessons or whatever other modality that you have. I actually know that there are some teachers who are doing a really, I keep hitting my microphone, I hope that's not bothering you, Um, but doing a really great job with continual access through asynchronous education. So the teacher and the student have a one-to-one relationship, but everything is done asynchronously. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And taking this back to the crossroads, because I know that's where we started things, and I want to make sure that I loop us back to that, because sometimes I don't necessarily get us there. The crossroads is basically making a decision and following that path for the next six months, regardless of what everyone else is doing. It's a matter of staying the course. This crossroads is really where the decision has to be, do I continue on the trajectory of doing more online and innovating and trusting technology and following the online education and online business best practices and approaches from the gurus and trainers and coaches and all of that? Or do I take a right turn and go back to the roots of how music has been taught for generations and double down on those efforts and say, you know what? The online space can wait. 
I'm not necessarily shutting the door on it forever, but I am going to go 100% all in on building up my studio in the way that my teacher and their teacher have built up their studios before me. And this is really the crossroads. You need to decide. We have three months left of 2023. I would encourage you to take a little bit of time in the next few weeks, few months and say, okay, 2024, I know the path I'm going to be on. I know I'm going to go online private lessons. I know I'm going to build an in-person studio. I know I am going to create an online ascension model. I know whatever that path is. And I'm going to put blinders on to the things that I don't need to think about. If that means not listening to this podcast anymore because you're going to build up a live in-person studio, find a different podcast and set a date. I'm big on this. Set a date as to when you're going to revisit the path that you're on and look at the other opportunities. Put that on the calendar and mark it down to say, I am going to listen to the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast again at that point. Or if you say, I am going to do this Ascension model with online offers, then unsubscribe from the newsletters that are talking about building a studio. Unsubscribe from the podcasts that don't serve that goal. There is so much free education. The more that we take in and the more voices that are going on in our head, the more it becomes noise and the less actionable it becomes. It's what one of my friends used to call edutainment. You think you're getting educated, but you're really just using it for entertainment purposes. Okay, it is after midnight and this podcast episode is coming out in just a couple of hours. So I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this rambling. I hope that it has been valuable. Be sure to let me know. Send me a message over on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Sledsky. And in the show notes, I have my Facebook, my Instagram, and my Zoom call link linked up for you. Um, And I will have episode 297 for you next week.